The Talking Point with Kathy Motsasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Well, we're going to turn our attention to this story now. A new fintech solution to help empower the creative community. And it's in the form of a platform that has been launched. And it's a series of financial technological applications that will allow for creatives to distribute their music to this is online uh, to major streaming sites interact with other creatives uh, through this marketplace that will be formed. Sia Medani is the CEO of Slicker on Life. You may also know him as Slicker. Good morning to you. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Thank you so much for making time for us and also to tell us more about this this work that you've been doing. Thank you for making time for me. Let's, I appreciate it. You know, let's firstly start with how, you know, Slicker on Life has evolved from a content creation platform into something that's really a lot more advanced now. And I think providing real life solutions to the problems that creatives face, especially on the business end of things. Yeah, I think that um, we, at, at the backdrop of every creative is a business, you know, there, there's always business behind creatives, you know, I, I've got a saying where I go, um, you know, creatives literally are, are disposable, but the companies that hire creatives are never disposable, they're always working. So we're always playing in the space of being disposable and less in the space of actually um, having longevity. And everybody's building systems on our behalf, um, whether it's companies on our behalf. So how do we start um, building um, systems that that are for us, by us, and, um, and, and, and grow from there? So I'm just only starting... Um, that 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 thoughts and that revolution if it catches on i guess over time you know the one thing that this certainly does remind of remind us of is the fact that for many creatives even though they may be producing particular work regardless of which part of of the industry they're in ultimately this one person you know, sort of becomes the whole business. They have to be the accounting officer. They have to be the marketing and PR. You sort of have to know lots of different things in order to maintain your survival and keep, uh, you know, the business of what you're doing going. Yeah, I, I, I think that, you know, that is a reality. And I don't think that reality will be changed anytime soon. But it becomes worse of a reality if there isn't a system to help you manage that movement. And the reason why we've um, we've built these platforms or we in, we're embarking on really going to this journey with these platforms is because I've been working in the industry in various aspects for the past 20 years. Whether I'm on stage, whether I was jumping on stage or as a manager or I'm producing a TV show or I'm running a campaign for a brand, all of it at the center of it is creativity and it works with creative. And you find that they are the same problems with all types of creatives, whether you're an SME or whether you're a freelancer or whether you're just an artist. And the first one will always be um, creatives literally like don't have a, a, a place where they, they finance and their financial profile can be built. 
Um, we just give the creativity. So the idea for me was maybe we need to a build like what we call the soul wallet. The soul wallet basically is a is a platform that allows um, that allows creatives to basically um, have a mastercard, a, a soul mastercard, mastercard that allows them to do online purchases and point of sale purchases, and also like have a soul balance that allows you to make mobile payments to other users or merchants that also have a soul wallet. And in addition to that, you know, if you are a, a business person or event owner or an artist, you're able to create your events and sell tickets on the soul wallet and add your merchandise and add the beverage from the event. So your whole um your whole property, let's just say your event property could be centralized, the, the value of it could be centralized on one platform from the ticketing to the merge to the to the um beverage that you're selling. And um and also because we do artist distribution, which is like getting artists music to streaming platforms, when we pay you, you also get paid into the soul wallet where we could normally pay you into your normal bank, but you'll be hit by bank charges. So it's this whole idea of creating uh, an ecosystem for artists to be able to receive all their revenue and for consumers and supporters to go, oh, this is like the social media of transaction for lifestyle because the new commodity is going to be um, um, the new commodity is going to be people paying for experiences. It's always been a commodity, but it's not, it hasn't been centralized. And the soul wallet literally will allow people to pay for experiences at better value. Um, because we like centralizing experiences now that are created and product that's created by creatives. So that's really the vision. Mm -hmm. Um if I put it forward so, that so, way. So, so you're bringing everything under one umbrella, at least just on the part of 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 the sole wallet that that um, you have launched. What is it a response to? So, what have you often found happens um, that that has necessitated this kind of solution? Well, firstly, the value of an of an artist or creative off the bat when they are looking for any type of financing, it's a always hard to build to get to get any type of financing because um, businesses don't really recognize creatives on that end. So. So firstly, we got to help them build a financial profile by centralizing all the revenue outlets. Right. Second to that. Um, we also will have, which we're launching like close to the end of the year, what we call a creator's loan, which basically if you are an SME or a creative, you're able to, on the Soul Wallet, sorry, this will be a feature on the Soul Wallet, you'll be able to borrow against the PO and the fact that you've got a card with us. So this is what we've experienced. We've experienced the fact that creators literally across the board, SME, entrepreneurs, just freelancers, they literally like cannot, um, are not, are not the system is not inclusive for creatives the financial system is not inclusive for creatives so we say we need to almost like build our own case on our own platform that will make us um, inclusive so even with the regards to the borrowing aspect the reason why it's not kicking off of the bat is because we're getting input from banks um that are that are actually guiding us to to structure 
the 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 lending process in that end so it's it's a conversation that's reached like uh that's reached some mm -hmm. banks and there's interest to basically help us structure it on that level mm -hmm. also so it, uh, yeah. so that's what we've experienced in many ways i think you're also formalizing uh systems of an industry that sometimes can lend itself to being part of the informal sector what are some of the the challenges that 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 you are anticipating when it comes to the take up of of the solution and also you know you talk about banks and, and their reluctance to uh you know to to borrow money uh, even to to creatives and obviously banks will always talk about risk so as somebody who's been in the industry what are the lessons that that you're bringing on board to to manage that aspect of risk I think that's why we are, you know, and I, when, when you sit with the banks, particularly the banks we're engaging with, they understand the market, you know, they want to help in the market. But as you've mentioned, there's been consistent, there, there is the, the issue of risk. So it's about what does, what does a system that's built by us look like that helps us manage the risk? So with what we've built, we are, we are having that conversation to, to build a system that actually ticks all the risks, the risk boxes, because the money is there but like how do you how do you work out the payment so it's not a it's the platform is not being built by obviously my heart goes we need to fix this right but i'm not like doing it like in isolation i've, I've i'm not doing it to 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 try say that the bank to try slam banks i'm actually i reached out to the banks you know and and um and those that picked up the call literally like pulled me close and said this is how we could try build it so there are conversations and 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 it's a it's a mutual kind of it's a kind of like a team teamwork because i am not a i'm i cannot say i've got the experience uh and the 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 the, the the experience of the banks that have been working for hundreds of years, you know, so you have to get their insight, you have to get their wisdom. You can't do something like this just with your heart and go, ah, oh, the creative world is messed up. We got to build our own thing. You got to get their input. So that's why there are those conversations for us to find a middle way to kind of create a solution for creatives. So the banks that have picked up acknowledge the issue, they acknowledge the, the, the gap in the market, but how are we building the solution? So it's a collaborative conversation on that end. Let's talk about Soul Distro, uh, the online music distribution platform. How will that work? Are we talking, is it uh, like an Apple, Spotify? Those are just some of the examples I, I can think of. Yeah, maybe let me define this because because I think that people uh, the, the questions I get about this is um, they they fair to be asked because I don't think there's enough information around it. So in South Africa or in the world, like when you want to get your music to Apple Music or Spotify, an artist doesn't just do it themselves. You know, you can't just go to Apple Music and say, hey, Apple Music, here's my tape. You know what I mean? Um, you basically have to go through a proxy. So the proxy literally gets the music to the streaming platforms. The reality with the proxies is that most of them are either globally owned proxies, they either um, white owned proxies, or they are, um, or 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 they for, yeah, or yeah, or that's the reality, you know. So what? So when I tell people what I'm doing, they don't kind of grasp it because 
there's not enough or there aren't any black people that are really doing it, right? So distribution, we are a proxy that gets music to the streaming platforms. So we are not competing with 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 apple music spotify they are actually our enablers they literally allow us to get music to those platforms currently on slick on life artists were able to upload music and get it downloaded for free so now on slick on life we're going to have a diy service that allows you to get the music onto distribution platforms like apple onto dsps like apple music spotify right now when that happens we start collecting the money that artists make from that now as we know and the conversation is known streaming platforms don't pay that amount that much money yes that's fair they don't pay that amount that that amount of money but there's nothing we can do because streaming platforms are also helping the accessibility of music so you know we can't say they're winning in one, but then they're losing in another. So how do we also facilitate the value of streaming platforms further? Because we're a distribution business, we basically get every artist's revenue. So take, for instance, the artist, well, every artist that's signed to us, all the artists that are signed to us, they get their revenue. Let's say in a quarter, an artist can make 10,000 or 30,000. They don't collect that because they feel that that revenue is too little because they, they could be making like, like maybe three, four times that amount during a weekend. So they want to collect like 30,000 a quarter. But immediately when you've got like 100 artists that literally have 30,000 in a quarter and you, you times that by four quarters per annum, your balance starts growing. So what we going back to the artists we distributing to, we literally suggesting that we start investing the capital that we have as a collective into stocks, into bonds. Um, and then eventually, even if we start giving debt to debt at a preferable interest to businesses, or alternatively, we start having like a buying equity into businesses. Um, it, it, we believe that this will eventually move the creative and the black person, because most of them are black, it will move us into owning the economy. Because the conversation is, how can black people own the economy? It's always the idea that like, um, you either have to be politically inclined or you have to be, own a mind, you have to do this, but no one is saying that like, you know, the royalties that music makes that are not collected, which by the way, this industry turns 1.1 billion per annum, the streaming industry. No one is saying that with this money, we're able to actually buy the economy back. We able, and, and that could be done by artists. So we're proposing to our artists to actually um, start investing. They can opt in, they can opt out. We've got an asset management or rather, or maybe a fund management company that um, we've pitched the idea that's shown interest, that's gonna help us with the investing. And, um, and, and that's really the vision that we wanna have. So yes, distribution is there. There are companies that are doing it independently, but they're foreign-owned foreign -owned companies, but they focus mostly is just to distribute and make money from the artists, um, and that's their business. That's, that's part of our business, but our business is to say, how do we actually grow this money and literally make young Black people from every township who are creating to actually own the economy if they're not collecting the royalties instead of the money sitting in mm. our bank account and we can say we've got a balance that's this big from 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 people that aren't collecting. It's, it's a really good idea of, of rethinking how else the industry can be working to sort of sustain itself. 
when it comes to the proxies, you know, that, that, you've, that you've explained that are responsible for the distribution, is it quite hard then for artists to get their music to be distributed by these proxies, um, given the fact that they, they, they're mostly you know, international firms. And I imagine uh, if, if you're sitting on, on a ladder, if, if it's a hierarchy of sort, um, then, then th- there will be some disadvantage depending on where in the world you're coming from. I mean, distribution is the easiest thing. It's nothing to get and to talk about. You know, mm. anyone can do it. You could do it online. <clears throat> the difference is that, like, it's global companies. Global companies have built a system t- that literally is compatible anywhere in the world, right? So you could be a local artist and you can go to DistroKid. You could be, you could just do it. It's easy. It's like signing up and logging in and uploading your song. It's there's no there's no barriers. It's just that, like, the reality of it is that it's not built consistently considering the African kid or the South African audience and um, and the revenue that the African kid will make. So you see the idea is that for them, it's like a, the, the more they, the more they scale, the more they have a business that scales and they have a lot of artists signing up, then they literally holding a lot of artists' money because a lot of artists won't be collecting. The other challenge is because artists aren't collecting because these international companies use like global payment payment partners so the guys don't so a lot of artists can't get the money because they use global payment partners so we, we the difference with us is that obviously we've got our own platform and that's not what we're using so you'll get your money so you can imagine these distribution companies globally that kids are uploading their music on even if a kid is making ten thousand or whatever the case be now you've literally got this globally in south africa a kid is making ten thousand yeah. in in kenya a kid is making 10,000 in you know in Nigeria it's, it's, it's in the power of, of, in of that compound right if, if I'm understanding exactly you, I'm going to ask you to hold exactly. that thought for me we're just going to take a quick break we'll continue the conversation after this conversations that you connect with and react to SAFM all right, we're in conversation with Slicker Siametani. He's the CEO of Slicker on Life. And you heard just about the fintech solutions that he's been working on to try and bring something different for creatives in the country and the rest of the world, really, uh, because I don't think that there are limitations in terms of where they can operate from. And um, yeah, really interesting to hear uh, how significant some of the work that they've been doing behind the scenes is. Slicker, it sounds to me that you've had to apply yourself a, a great deal to to understanding some of the the technical problems that ultimately result in in the challenges that um, artists creatives are are facing. What has it taken for you as an individual? Um, you know, sort of f- from somebody who's who people are used to seeing, you know, in front of that mic, and now also having to take such a leading role behind the scenes. Um, I think that. Um... Firstly, just to identifying the challenges. The challenges have been there. The kids are complaining about the things we were complaining about 20 years ago. <laughs> so you 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 grow up and you go, well, you know, people call you, they give you the respect. You go, well, how are we creating the solutions? Am I going to try 
um, make more money in getting in another industry or, or, or working in another space that has nothing to do with creativity? Or am I going to thrive inside this creative place? And if I make some type of money, am I going to invest it back to try make solutions? So I think that like, you know, it's, it's, it's not even a, a role, you're always in the front, you know, <laughs> when you're an artist, you're in the front with the idea of the music you're creating and you're selling that to the people. When you want to innovate, you're also literally like in the front with that. So I wouldn't say I'm behind the scenes. I'm just saying that I'm consistently in the scene, but being exactly where I need to be. I don't always have to be seen though. Okay, that's just a bit of the that, I was, so. that, that really rhymed, you know. <laughs> I suppose the, the the use of language, you don't even have to try. It, it just comes out. It comes out as 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 as, as a line, as something poetic. Um, so let's yeah. talk then about the call that you're making to creators, creatives, uh, to to come on board with you on on this journey. What is it that people can do? There's two things, right? Um, um, creators, obviously, we, we're going to open up the platform for event owners and promoters to be able to start creating their own like events like within the next two months, like in August. We are currently doing a couple of curated events. So for the consumer, I know we keep talking creators, creators, but this is actually a consumer platform where you're able to access creative um, creators work. So think of social media, like you can follow whoever you want to follow that has a name, but this is like the social transaction where whoever has a name is creating an event. They want to create a limited edition. They want to build the audience. You're going to go support them and you're going to buy the tickets because they're going to give us value. I mean, as an example, there's an event that will probably, one of the events that we we, we want to launch with, um, the owner of the event literally selling tickets at like 100 Rand. They've given us the tickets at 90 Rand and they're limited. So this is the value that we want to go back to the consumer and give. We want to go to the consumer and become and say that experiences and social transactions are literally a commodity. We want to be the supermarket of of those events and give you the best value um, and the best access and maybe the best exclusive stuff within those. So we want to be the, the supermarket for um, the commodity called lifestyle and experiences and culture through the soul wallet by giving you value. In many ways, this is an example of the opportunities that technology brings with it. And and I imagine that there's a lot more as, as you begin to workshop some of your ideas and bring to life uh, some of those ideas that that you're thinking of a lot more that you'll be able to do taking again advantage of technology yes indeed i mean you did earlier mention blockchain which is going to be launched a bit later but this is a b2b services a service that's directed to procurement and financial um and financial businesses where you uh, well to procurement particularly where you're able to hire creatives of color or freelancers or smes of color and um or minorities and and from us you'll be able to get a report for your scorecard because slick on life is like as is 100 percent black owned um the platform and the business so um so essentially you'll be able to do that and because you probably will be employing a supplier of 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 a minority, you'll also be able to take your ED or enterprise development points a step further through that. So definitely, you know, um, 
the stuff is stuff that's been that we've been thinking of i've been thinking of at least for the past four years um it's not a uh ad hoc emotional move as you said like people first think that uh, we're trying to attack the banks they think we're trying to attack the corporate but we're saying no we're trying to build a system that's cohesive for them and also cohesive for the corporates so now they can able just to track things and just because we call this platform blockchain doesn't mean because you're black you'll be you'll be in there you'll be in there it means that if you've worked for a creative before and you've got proof and you're approved by our board of approval which is like going to be people from agencies who normally give those jobs who normally give out those sme or freelance jobs you'll be able to to be considered and secondly um if you're not considered there'll also be a supply development aspect of it which once again goes back to corporate to be able to do that enterprise development so everything is well thought of um, and this world of corporate and this world of culture where like, you know, um, everyone is in their own silos. We're just trying to break that and we're trying to find a play, a way to communicate through technology and through learning each other and through stats and through finance, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because there's only one world, you know, we're the ones that are just breaking each other up because of you are corporate, you are culture, you are artist, you are this. And that's not helping us. That's literally taking our country into the shambles that it is because we don't have information because we think only a certain people should have information who had a certain class certain education mm. certain tax brackets you know what i mean oh slicker really great work that um you have been up to with the rest of the team and i think it really will spell something new uh for the industry the creative industry but also for consumers thank you so much uh, for coming on to the show uh, to talk about the work that you're doing and i think the website there is slicker on life if you want more information about how then you can also begin to be part of this ecosystem that he's speaking about it's 11 o'clock it's time for the latest news